let's go over our quick recap for the week. Tell me how you've been. You've been a little bit stressed this oh week. Oh my gosh. I feel like it just kind of hit me. You know, I'm trying to be super Miss Positivity and I know you probably like gag me sometimes. <laughs> like I know that that's how it, it is with us, but it's, I just feel like there was, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday. If I'm honest with myself, I finally just like had had it and I just physically and emotionally couldn't do anything else. Like I was just done. And I literally crawled into my new little living room space, tucked myself in the corner, pulled up the blankets up to my chin. I'm not even going to lie. And my poor husband is like, do you need help? Do you not need help? Like what is going on? And I'm like, you know what? I just need to take a second and just process. And I think sometimes like maybe because I was so busy with stuff or just getting prepped with the school or doing all of that types of like I, it didn't hit me. So I have to say this week, um, was particularly hard for me from an emotional perspective. Like, what about you? Are you guys surviving? Like you have like a beautiful smile on your face right now. So I feel like, you know, you're probably doing a little bit better than I am. Um, no, I think the grass is always greener, right? For all of us. I think we're all just doing the best we can. And these 1,012 Zoom invitations and online assignments are stressing. Calls. Yeah. They're stressing everybody out. And you know, my philosophy on this, like I'm not going to bend over backwards, like, uh, attending all these meetings. So when I get the invites, I forward them to my kids' email accounts and I'm like, you are responsible for showing up to class on time. So I have one kid who has missed three out of six of his zoom appointments with this class and he's like it's your job to remind me i'm like but you're the only oh one goodness. who wants to stay in regular school this should be important to you it's not important to me you are going there for socialization all the other that you're doing is outside of that meeting so you know if you want to attend if you really want to attend you're going to do it now i give them electronics from nine to five so these kids are up until midnight 2 a.m sometimes Ziva, and they're setting their alarms to get up at 8 59 so that they can get on their are electronics on time no i'm not even joking so i'm like you can get up for your electronics on time why but not your 10 o'clock zoom class so that's not my problem buddy and i feel like that's a life lesson for him and for the teachers oh like God. i'm not doing it i'm not responsible and when he misses classes he has to email his teacher and tell her so I don't feel the pressure because I know a lot of moms are getting really stressed out about all these assignments and stuff and I'm just not that's just not yeah. in my nature and I'm not gonna try to bend over backwards to make it so well pass some of that mojo off onto me and honestly we haven't even technically started classes oh. yet because our classes don't start till next oh. week so whatever I'm giving them is just myself mm -hmm. giving them, you know, just to kind of keep them busy because we've talked about this before. My kids need routine um, in order to combat some of that um, anxiety. They actually need the routine. I need the routine. Um, but this like tension headache look will not mm -hmm. go away. So one would think I would be more relaxed, but I'm actually finding myself not so relaxed. And, and now with Ramadan coming, you know, I'm just, it's like a, just one extra, <laughs> you know how I get angry. Everybody knows that about me. Um, so 
So just add that plus having all my kids like in the house. This is just not going to be, I don't know. I'm not as excited about it as in years past. So uh, let's see. What's what's on our soapbox? Um, so the soapbox for today is that 6.6 million Americans filed for unemployment, which doubled in one week. Remember when we uh, broadcasted last week, it was 3.3 million. Now it's 6.6. .6, so more and more people are hurting y'all. So um, I know that a lot of us are not eating out, but there are things that you can do to support local businesses and keep people employed. Please do what you can and continue to uh, contribute to the Celebrate Mercy Penny Appeal USA Launch Good campaign. I know that's a lot of words. Um, we'll put it up again on our story so that you can find the donation links and help families that are in financial straits. Um, don't forget that with Ramadan coming, a lot of our favorite nonprofits, Muslim nonprofits, depend on their entire year's expenditures during Ramadan. That's when they schedule all of their fundraisers, which of course they're not going to have, and there will be way fewer bodies, if any at all, inside of Masajid across the United States this year. So let's make sure to remember those nonprofits and remember to give our zakat and sadaqah over there so that they can continue their good work, very crucial work that is actually going to increase as more Muslims come under financial streets as well. I wanted to point out that more and more Muslims are dying of COVID and um, it's a very real threat of you dying as a Muslim and not having a janazah or a funeral prayer, not in the way that we want, because most of us are trained from youth to, oh, a person is as good as the size of their janazah, so you want to have a really big um, show uping of your janazah, but more than 10 people are not allowed right now. I know in some places it's happening, it's totally wrong, they're all going to die of coronavirus too. Um, but for me, the whole point of this, uh, what I'm saying right now is please stay home so that you can live a long life, inshallah, and that when you have a janazah, many, many years from now, all of us can come. So please stay home. If you have to go out, wear your masks, wear your gloves, but, you know, trust your delivery, stay, stay safe. We don't want you have to don't want you to have to go out and don Rambo gear just to get milk. Okay. All right. Ziv, are you ready to announce our topics? So our topics today, like, you know, we're in a, we always wanted to talk about Ramadan, right? Like Ramadan, what are we going to do? How, how is it going to change? And obviously you and I can have our perspective and what we think we're going to do or how it's going to be, but really where it actually affects or who it actually affects are the kids in our household. And to be blunt with you, like we had asked my, my kids, to come on, but they're being slightly grumpy. I think literally the weight of everything is definitely um, on top of their shoulders a little bit. So I was going to give them a day off. So I was so thankful and grateful that you, your children are coming on the show today. So do you want to introduce them, Miss Osma? Yeah, we'll introduce them one at a time because they're sharing a headset right now and a computer. So welcome first to my oldest, Rayhan. He plays soccer, basketball, swims, and he's been unschooling this school year. Year. So he's been a good leader for his siblings at home, kind of guiding them through what independent learning or home education looks like um, and kind of uh, has been the masthead for his siblings who have been booted out of school unexpectedly <laughs> and very early like the rest of their uh, compadres across the country. <laughs> One thing that I don't say often enough is how sensitive my oldest boy here is and he's always been um, and that's what I'm most proud about is that he often does things or doesn't do things things because Aww. he's considering people's feelings, especially older people's feelings. I can't say that's always for his siblings because you know how sibling rivalry
chivalry works. You go for the Achilles heel. But when it comes to grownups, Rehan is super sensitive and one of my most helpful children. Um, this is not an easy skill to acquire. You can't teach it. I feel like kids are either born with um, sensitivity or they're, they're not. We can try to cultivate a little bit. Alhamdulillah, this is my kid who before he could talk would hear Celine Dion singing and his bottom lip would just kind of hook out and he would start crying like tears. It was so adorable. Oh, so adorable. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you want everybody to know that about you, right, Rayhan? No, I honestly don't. Even Your remember. love for Celine Dion. I was too young to remember any of that. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. It's so nice to, to, to like actually meet you. So how is the unschooling going as you being a leader for your um, siblings? Because you're kind of like a pro at this stage. Not really. I just stay home. I don't really always do work. I'm pretty irresponsible <laughs> if I do say so myself. But for the quarantine, for the quarantine, I'm helping them out a lot. My brother and sister, they complain Aww. a lot. They want to go to school and everything like when my brother found out he wasn't going to be going back to school for the rest of the year he started crying because he just met a new friend and he's not going to be able to see him again so that's definitely a challenge so do you have any advice that you're giving your siblings right now about like how to handle being at home yeah my mom gives them electronics so they're not focused on their friends while they have them so well sometimes you know we have to do as moms what we need to do thank you for giving out our secrets rayhan we really <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of what he's going to talk about. But, you know, that is the risk that comes with um, having your kids on this show. <laughs> um, so, Rehan, tell us about your favorite time of the year and why it's your favorite time of the year. Ramadan is my favorite time of the year. It's always been my favorite time of the year. Every single year we gather around iftar, hang out with all my friends. It's probably the only time I see my friends, like my Muslim friends, basically. And... Uh, it's also when the NBA season finals begin, and like I'm, I was looking forward to watching it this season, but quarantine has prevent COVID nineteen has prevented that. I still I, I keep in touch with my friends, but they, they just don't always reply to my messages. So I just want to make sure they're safe all the time. Aw, that's sweet. So besides seeing your friends, is there anything in particular, like any family traditions that you really love about Ramadan? Actually, yeah, that we that what's it called the night. We would always have a sleepover at the masjid. Uh, I, I was looking forward to that too. I look forward to that every single year. It's one of my favorite parts of Ramadan. So that's a family tradition. It's more of a masjid tradition, I feel like, right? And now with being quarantined, you can't get that. One of the greatest family traditions in Ramadan was going to Qiyam with my mom. Aww. Now, what, what is it about that that you enjoy? After that, we would go to IHOP at like 2 a.m. and come back to the mushroom to do fudger. Oh, that is a nice tradition. And you're going to miss out on that this year, it sounds like. Yep. Well, what kinds of things can we do to make sure that Ramadan is still really special and still really um, exciting for you guys? Well, you we have the entire day to ourselves. Since we're not in school no more, we can just fast, I guess, because school has always been hard for me to fast when I was in school. Mm -hmm. So... We stay, I figure if we stay at home, it's easier to fast because as long as, like, because if you fast and your siblings fast, you don't really have to worry about looking at food. That's the one thing I worry about in, when I fast, so it's pretty hard for me. That's a very good point. The first time I fasted was when I was eight, surprisingly. How'd that go? Oh, okay, I guess. But first time I fasted, I only lasted a few hours. It's tough the first couple times. 
you kind of have to build up to it, right? Did you guys do like the half day? We always have the the two fasts per day. Like they they have their fast in the morning, they have lunch, and then they eat, they open fast with us in the evening for the the little guys. It gives them kind of that that uh, they get to participate. They're not eating snacks. Did you get started like on doing stuff like that? No, not yet. No, we did mostly. Um, well, he was the one that was really ambitious and was like, "I'm going to fast all 30. Um, cause I think the first year we're like, okay, if you can figure out how to fast all 30, we'll get you a new laptop. Oh my goodness. Um, so he got through one, <laughs> I think even that he got sick at school. So he had to break his fast. Yeah. We're working on the 30 days, but like you said, Rehan, do you think, uh, what do you think is going to make it easier during this Ramadan to help you fast all 30 days? Like what, how do you anticipate your schedule? Cause usually you make a Ramadan schedule on a paper plate, right? That's, I never follow the schedule. I make the schedule, but I never do it. Honestly, I have no clue. So you have no tips for us, Ava. (laughs) Well, how about this? You're going to make a schedule. What would you put on the schedule even if you don't follow it? So I would start it by waking up at 3 a.m. to start your fast. I would stay up, pray Fudger, and go back to sleep so I could sleep most of the day. Well, that happens. And now if you're not going to school, you can probably do that now. So that could be we can just switch our days and nights. I like that plan. I might have to steal that one from you. So, Rehan, here's a secret. When Hala Zeba and I were little, I'm pretty sure that's what our fast looked like, too. We would get up for suhoor, pray Fajr, and then sleep the entire day when it was, like, in the summer, right? Like, we would wake up for, like, maybe usher if our moms were able to kick us awake. Well, my mom never let us do that. What? No, my mom made us stay oh, up. Yeah, we wow. stayed up. She did not let oh, us wow. go to bed. She was like, you need to get up. You need to do this. You need to get that. So we, I never had that concept of being able to sleep during the day. I've never been able to take naps. I've never taken naps. So I just stay up from Fudger for the entire day. That's insane. Maybe this year it'll change because now I don't have to get kids to school. So perhaps we can all mm-hmm. take naps together. I really yeah. like this, Rehan. Like, I think I'm going to start So Rehan knows Ummi has an afternoon nap between Zohar and Usser, and her excuse was... This is Sunnah. I'm going to take this nap because it's Ramadan. Nobody talked to me. And it worked really well last year. But, you know, growing up, when we grew up in Nana's house, Rehan, we would have Suhoor as a giant family of 20 people. And then um, we would pray Fajr and then sleep literally all day. But, you know, when you sleep all day, what happens? You miss Zohar. A lot of times you miss Asr, and then Nana would be screaming at us to wake up for Maghrib. This is not Ruza, meaning the fast. This is not Siyam. This is Faqa. This is starving. This is not allowed. You can't skip the prayer for the fast. So I guess I like your idea of sleeping throughout the day, but maybe you'll set alarms to wake yourself up for the Horn Asr. Okay, I guess I can do that. He sounds so resigned. <laughs> He sounds very enthusiastic. I can do that. I like that. So I was going to ask you, like, so with school, with it being, we're still technically in school. So are we going to add, um, are we going to add some schoolwork to your schedule? So you started off by saying you're going to wake up for Fajr, you're going to pray, you're going to do your um, Sahar, pray, go back to sleep. Sounds like you're setting an alarm for Zohar and Usher, but what else are we going to do to kind of make it a festive month? What would you like your mom to do for you, or what would you like to do for your mom? Have you thought about that? Uh, I've been thinking about something, though, about, like, since you asked about schoolwork, since Zuhur starts at, like, like 3 a.m., right? I have all that spare time after I eat breakfast, like, 
an hour and 30 minutes till fudger, I feel like that time can be used for work. Because, like, I'm going to stay up. I don't want to sleep for an hour and 30 minutes. Your mom is not waking up at 3.30 to cook you breakfast. I guarantee that. So maybe 4.30 if you're lucky. So you'll get, like, a 30-minute window to eat. But if I want to do that, I'd have to go to bed at, like, 8. Yep. My mom says you have to stay up in Ramadan, but I don't. I honestly don't know if I can do that. Stay up then wake up at till wake up at three. That's definitely a challenge. Yeah, Halazeba struggles with that too. But you know, traditionally we used to spend a long time at the masjid for tarawiyah, and um, you know, you guys would stay up late for that. How are we going to do tarawih at home now? We have that dome in the playroom. We could just the dome in the living. We can move that turn it into a play play area. A prayer area. Ooh, I like that idea. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, Zeba, um, in my living room, we have this metal dome-shaped jungle gym. You know those climbers that you have in the park? So we have that. And, I mean, that would be, like, such a perfect mustard space because it's dome, except their dad's head's going to stick out of it because <laughs> it's not quite six feet tall. But that's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I was thinking about unscrewing the bolts and, like, breaking it apart. Oh, gosh, we're not taking that apart yet, honey, until we move. Oh, he's saying, like, dismantle it. <laughs> no, You're no, like, we're no, not no. doing that, no, honey. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, but do you guys, are you guys going to be live streaming Taravi? Like, I feel like you are, right? Like, will your masjid be live streaming? Because I think ours is doing that. Our masjid has not announced whether they're doing it or not, but some area masjid are. I was thinking since this is probably the first time coronavirus has ever came into this world, I could write a book about it, about life being quarantined during Ramadan. That's a good idea. I love that idea. Very cool idea, my friend. I love it. And I know I would love to read it. Yeah, that'll only take me like three months to publish. (laughs) That's okay. Khalazeba has connections. She'll get you published. But what she was asking was, live streaming Taravi means that we're going to have a masjid playing their Taravi live, and we will just follow along at home together for eight rakahs, I was thinking. Does that sound like something that's doable and will still give you enough time to sleep? Eight rakahs? I I was thinking since this year I'm a little bit older, I was thinking I could do fast for 30 days, uh, fast for 30 days, do qiyam, pray all 28, pray pray all 28, tarawi, just do everything. Go big, go go big or go home. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Go big or go home. Like that is going to be what our takeaway is. Go big or go home. And I love that you're going to motivate people to do it. And the beauty of if you do your, uh, you know, your mama knows this about me, you can do the prayers in your pajamas. Like that's going to be like the best case scenario. I don't have to get dressed, do your prayers at home and everyone's together. And then you can have another snack and get crashed crash right straight to bed so i love that plan ramadan's just not going to be the same with all my friends mm. so i don't know how am i going to cheer i don't know how i'm going to cheer up Aww. yeah maybe you guys can think of a project to do together how can you help your mom rehan during ramadan what can we add to your schedule no, she's gonna have a lot of weight on her shoulders because all the kids are gonna bother her and bother her and bother her so i honestly have no idea how she's gonna get through these podcasts I guess I could try and keep them occupied. Oh, I go outside once in a while to play basketball. See, he considers his elders that. so much. Oh. He worries about his mom. Most- <laughs> I love that you do that. <laughs> 
You can keep the kids busy during my nap time. That's the most important thing. <laughs> Hand them some electronics, let them watch a show. And quite frankly, we're all going to do the best we can. Right, Rayhan? Because that's all you can do at this stage. We don't watch Netflix shows because we go through them in like, like, like say there's like 50 episodes, right? We go through like 30 of them in a day. And the episodes are 20 minutes long. Oh, wow. You're binge watching. Now he's airing my dirty laundry out here. <laughs> <laughs> so what show are you watching right now? That's what I want to know. Uh, I mean, we're actually restarting Arturo. You started Arturo again? Okay, so that's Resurrection. Oh, that's, I heard that that's really good. Oh, girl, good. you could watch that all summer long. But the problem with that is, like, I get tired and I don't want to read the subtitles. Oh, yeah, you have to pay attention when there's subtitles. Yeah, I read the subtitles. He is just the yes, cutest. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I love how he always aims, like, super-duper high. And then, like, within, you know, like, a day or even a week of Ramadan, it's like, like, here. It's like... Middle of the road, kid. That's a good place to be. So let me introduce to everybody my oldest and only daughter, Rania, who is also joining us today. She is nine years old. She is a ballerina, a Girl Scout brownie level. And she actually brought up this topic this week with me where she was like, Mom, what are we going to do about our uh, Ramadan parties? So we're going to um, talk to Rania today about everything she's worried about for the upcoming month of Ramadan. Assalamualaikum, Rania. Waalaikum assalam. Being safe at home, what are you going to be missing during Ramadan? Uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to miss my friends because I'm normally used to celebrating Ramadan Ramadan at the Masjid and. I was just, it's not going to be the same because we're not going to be at the muster. We're going to be home and I'm not going to see my friends. I'm just going to have to sit home with my family. I mean, that's nice, but I'd also like to see my friends. Oh, well, would, would a virtual iftar where you can kind of see your friends on the computer, would that make it feel a little bit better for you or no? It would make me feel a little bit better. But it just won't be at the masjid. It'll be at home. So it seems like you guys really enjoy the masjid during Ramadan. Full disclosure, my kids are the ones that are running around like banshees during Tarawih and getting yelled at by all the aunties. That's my kids. Okay, got it. <laughs> no, I don't, get, I don't get yelled at. Oh, you don't get yelled at. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I sit in one of the rooms. Oh, okay. I sit in one of the rooms. She sits in the room, okay. Mama. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. So what is the one thing that your mom makes for Ramadan that you really are looking forward to her making for you guys this year? I don't really think she makes anything. <laughs> Which is totally true. <laughs> I haven't cooked during Ramadan in years. <laughs> so you're, this is going to be an adjustment for you, girl. You're talking sweetie. about the kids. We need to be talking about I'm you. I'm grieving the, the idea of cooking twice a day in Ramadan. You're like, Darn, I'm going to have to cook yeah. this year. So, Rania, we're just going to have to work on a bunch of recipes together. We can make some... Wait, Mama, you can... We could make... Wait, so we can't go to, like, the stores now, right? We can't go to stores, unfortunately, but we can order things and pick them up. So, can we, like, order frosting so we can, like, when we make brownies, we can frost them? Yes, yes. And For, like, Ramadan? One of our traditions is a very special challah who we love very much. Every year hosts a Ramadan cookie party where we decorate the Ramadan cookies. So maybe we can do a virtual Ramadan cooking party where we're making our own cookies in our own kitchens, but like sharing the screen with each other. Ooh, 
I like that. Can I be invited? I would <laughs> yeah. love that. And we'll like show Hala, um, Zeba how we're decorating our cookies. Because we have all the cookie cutters. We have tons of sprinkles. We just need to buy new cookie mix and frosting. And sprinkles. And sprinkles. That sounds really good. Are you guys going to decorate or do anything fun to kind of get started? I don't think so. Well, what do we usually do every year? We usually, like for Ramadan? Yes. Oh, we like hang stuff from the top part, like our roof, mm -hmm. in the living room, mm -hmm. and um, we, you put like that little um, thing down on the counter, it has like the moon, and you have to put it in the little pieces. Yes, uh-huh. And I think we just like put, we don't put that much, we don't really do that much for the house, we just like put like decorations from the top, and then my mom just puts stuff on the counter. That's pretty much how we get the house set up. And then Emmy usually spends a lot of time making a calendar, but the calendar never gets used, so she's not going to waste her time on that this year. <laughs> the calendar's always good in theory. Yes. Can I just say, a lot of these things are good in theory, but who actually, after the first week, nobody does anything no. with them? Can I just be blunt about that? Like, I'm too tired, hungry, <laughs> and in a bad mood to continue. Sorry, Miss Irania, you're learning way too much about me um, to like carry on and being happy-go-lucky after that. I'm just like, no, I'm tired. Rania, do you want to uh, tell Hala Zeba what it is you love about Ramadan besides going to the masjid and hanging out with your friends there? Um... Who usually comes and stays with us and isn't here right now? Dadabu. Dadabu, grandfather. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, right before the pandemic kind of uh, came to the press, he went back um, to the East Coast and he stuck there and self-quarantined because he's high risk. And, you know, it's potentially going to be a Ramadan without him, which is really hard because he only, for me, it's hard because he's literally the only companion I have at Sahur time. But for the kids, he's like their connection to the masjid and, you know, he like he always spends Ramadan with the kids. So I think um, that's going to be really hard. Right, Rania? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he also is the one that protects me from Usman. Oh, from her brother. Yeah. They have <laughs> blood connections and blood rivalries here, you know. I don't think she likes hanging out with her brothers or the idea of hanging out with her brothers during Ramadan. What? Aww. Rania, thank you for sharing your take with us. I love you so much, and I hope this Ramadan is still going to mean something to you. And thank you for coming on the show today. I love you, honey. I'll see you at lunch. It's not normal in any stretch of their imagination to spend this much time in close quarters with anybody, <laughs> even if you love them with all your heart. So I definitely feel <laughs> that we're, there's going to be a couple of thumping pinches, bloody noses. Like I'm literally like, I can't take you to urgent care. So please don't hurt each other that badly. That's just kind of where... I am at this day, especially with my younger two. They love each other so much, but the truth of the matter is they beat each other up at least once a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to be real about that. And I think they get it out of their system and then they spend the rest of the day together. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of things could probably be go, go a lot more smoothly if we just get your aggression and anger out in the beginning <laughs> and not be passive aggressive. But just I don't know. Everybody I'm more fist fight before breakfast. So right? yeah. yeah, I'll let that go. My concern is just to hold them all together during Ramadan because, you know, the things that we teach our kids during this month are, you know, not just to control your uh, bestial needs for food and water, but um, anger. 
you know, and so we want them to learn self-regulation and now it's going to be like a 24-7 self-regulation cycle during the month of self-regulation. So I feel like this added pressure to kind of exemplify that to them. How do, how do you feel? You know, the truth of the matter is like, I, I, I mean, I was only joking a little bit, but because we don't really have family here, we do our Ramadans are really pretty much just the six of us. So like, we're already kind of used to that, mm -hmm. right? Like in the sense that we're not really going to parties or doing any of those things. And because of school and all of that is just a little bit, and because my kids are older, obviously like they have to get up earlier. So staying at the masjid for long periods of time is just not something that we can do. So I don't necessarily think that this will change any of that, but I do think what we're gonna fo focus on to your point is the concept of spirituality. Like I do feel like sometimes we just do things for the motion of doing them. Like it's Ramadan, we're fasting and we have to do these things. But I think this year because we're not going to have all the extras and the hooplas it's going to be like okay how are we going to actually capture that essence of spirituality versus just physically um fasting or phys you know because we're we're going to need to have or to hold on to some of that um for this month because we are in uncharted territory it literally uncharted territories nobody's ever really gone through this um at least in a couple of generations so that's what we're going to try to focus on Qu quite frankly you know, everybody knows my thing with um, Ramadan, but my hopes is maybe because if I'm not rushing anywhere or I have to be, I'm like, maybe this will be a more peaceful Ramadan for me. And that is what I'm going to hold on to and be hopeful for. But I feel badly for you because now it looks like you're going to be cooking, girl, and they're oh, excited gosh. about your brownies and you're going to be have to make something special. So yeah, let's. Like, so bring on the recipes, Doctor recipes. Doctor Joffrey does not cook, and you know <laughs> she has actually the first time her kids ever got food poisoning was out of her kitchen. So. Oh no! Yes, apparently no. you're supposed to brown the meat before you put in the chili. Oh my God, you didn't know that? Nobody told me that. Asma, that's a basic thing. Oh, girl. But you know what? The one fun thing is that my kids are starting to help me a little bit more with the prepping of the food and the dinner and the, you know, so I'm just, I think we're just going to make it a thing. Like, this is just what we're going to do. I'm not going to be able to do it all. Like that's just not going to happen. And I'm going to really try to be like, you know, granted this is all from my mouth to God's ears. Let's see if what yes. actually ends up happening. But my plan is to like have everybody be somewhat involved and take ownership because it is definitely hard when it just falls onto one or two people in the household. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'm going to take a page out of your book. And like you said last week to me on our broadcast was um, to get the kids involved in the meal prep. So I'm definitely going to try to get better at that and then mm -hmm. um, figure out some way to get the entire crew up for Sahur. Because um, if nothing else, we should get up together as a family and have Sahur, even for the two little ones who are not fasting. I think that will um, kind of emulate that sense of community that we all long during this holy month so hopefully it works mm -hmm. out and you know you heard it out of the mouths of babes today um what they're worried about and i you know i look forward to hearing the seasoned fasters um even the unseasoned fasters so we're still looking out for audio clips 10 to 30 seconds of your kids telling us what they love most about Ramadan. We would love to air those on our episodes um, as we prepare for the holy month. Any final thoughts, Eva? Just pray for me, girl. <laughs> I'm day by day at this stage. I'm day by day. We're praying for all of humanity right now, man. No, I'm praying for everybody and 
we're praying for all of humanity right now. And um, again, like we, we don't want to make it every day about coronavirus, but the truth of the matter, it's, it's that elephant in the back of the room. And, you know, we're in a weird part in history and we're all doing our part. And um, to your point, stay at home. We're blessed that we have a home that we can stay in. So I'm just going to keep trying to be as positive um, about it as possible. And as I'm reminding the kids what they should be grateful for, I'm taking in those internal lessons myself. What about you, Asma? I look forward to hearing from everybody regarding your Ramadan prep. Join us on Instagram, Facebook, on our page, as well as our Facebook group, where we have, please, please post in the recipe section for me so that I have 30 days of ideas to make 60 meals. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu everyone. Assalamualaikum. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Momming While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.